you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and check us out online at beardedtheologians.com. listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. We're going to continue our um, conversation on the book of James uh, that we started last week. And um, so, Jay, uh, so Zach, uh, I was going to call you James. Um, I, I, I got it that. <laughs> with all the Jesus is behind you, it's hard not to, to lose track of all everything. But so, right. Zach, so Zach, as you are, um, as we, as you read through the book of James on chapter two, uh, what are some thoughts that come to your mind? Well, you know, immediately uh, starting out, James James leads into this. My brothers and sisters, um, do with your acts of favoritism really really believe in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. For if a person with gold rings and in fine clothes comes to you into your assembly, and if a poor person in dirty clothes comes in, and if you don't take notice of the one wearing fine clothes, uh, you know he just goes into this, and it's it's all about favoritism. It and and are we playing favorites just because people look nice? Um, and, and it goes on um, and talks about how God chooses uh, the poor in the world because um, they're typically rich in their faith. And, and, and James just leads into this, um, obviously addressing an issue um, within the people he's writing to of, and don't, don't judge people just based on their appearance. Um, because they, you know, they may look poor, they may be dirty, whatever, but their faith is what's important. Um, you know, they may look nice, they may clean up well, but their faith is what's important. Um, and, and so I think for us, as, as, we, as we go about our days, this may be one of the things we encounter daily that's a very unconscious thing. Um, you know, walking down the street, driving in our car, we, we just see people constantly wherever we are and we make little judgments about them, whether we realize it or not. And it's all based on the outward appearance. And what James is asking us to do or, or telling us to do here is don't do that. Um, don't play favorites because somebody looks nice or doesn't. Um, take what's inside, get to know them, build that relationship in, and um, see what's really there, what's God given, what their faith is. So as, as you were talking, uh, the thing that came to my mind was um, verse 8, chapter 2, verse 8. Um, You'll do well when you really fulfill the royal law found in Scripture. Love your neighbor as yourself. But when you show favoritism, you're committing a sin. And by that same law, you are exposed as a lawbreaker. I just like mm-hmm. the, the brushness of that, like kind of the brute um, force that that kind of has a little bit there. That, you know, if, if you do this you're a rule breaker, a law breaker. Like, right. I, I just, uh, I think of that and I think of the times like, um, where one of the things that we asked the church to do, you know, we, we asked the church to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. But, um, how often do we fall short, uh, in that venture? And, um, and sometimes we know when we do, sometimes we're, we, you know, we know when we're causing hate or sometimes, uh, we're unaware of it and those unaware, things I think are the things that build up and the things that um, can really cause stumbling blocks in our own faith journey because we may not even realize that we're doing it um, and I think that that's the big problem because those to me lead up to bigger things and and, and we continue on um, you know anyone that keeps to try 
anyone who keeps all the law but fails uh, at one point um, is guilty of uh, keeping all of it. And, you know, I think how we practice the law is, is important. Um, and we hold, um, we hold it true and we, and we hold on to it as such. But I also think that we have to pay attention to how we are treating the other. Because if we're using the law to oppress the other, then is it really a, a good law and a faithful law or is it right. just something that we're causing to do harm? And, and for me, like causing harm is like one of the biggest things that I really strive not to do. I realize I'm going to do it and I realize it's going to happen. But if I can do my best not to cause harm, then I feel like I'm doing a, a better thing. Right. I, I have a note here. I'm, I'm using the, uh, for those who can't see, I'm using the new interpreter study Bible in RSV. Uh, I like it. It's got some good notes. It, it says here, James creates another two double, uh, another double sided picture. Those who fulfill the law will be judged by love and mercy. Those who dishonor fellow Christians are just as much lawmakers as if they had broken one of the 10 commandments. And, and James really frames that well here. Yeah, great, keep the law, but if you didn't love someone, who cares? Um, and, and you're right, we're going to do harm. We, we talk about that all the time. We, we've got a great series on the three simple rules. Um, and, and do no harm was a big one for us. Uh, we talked a lot about that. I uh, had a lot of conversations with people um, who listened about not doing harm. Um, because it's one of those things that we we intentionally do from time to time, but Unfortunately, we unintentionally do it, and it's that awareness to look back and go, "Oh crap! Um, yeah, how do I how do I reconcile this? How do I how do I forgive myself and ask for forgiveness from the, from the people?" Well, and I think that that's where he says, uh, or James, the author, says at the end of verse thirteen, "Mercy overrules judgment." And mm -hmm. um, you know, I think how often do we, um, as Christians, um, we end up needing to ask for mercy because we've been too judgmental. And right. I think it happens across the board. Um, I don't think that there's not one, in, there's not any group that doesn't pass judgment. Um, judgment is a part of human nature. It's part of that um, self that we, um, that just is a part of us. And, and the thing that we can try to do is try not to pass judgment, but show mercy. Um, or try to get them to know, you know, like, you know, instead of trying to pass judgment, I always try to get them to understand the other and, and try to understand the person that, that my body wants to say, you know, you need to judge that person. Like, you know, try to pull back on that and, and try to show them some mercy. Mm -hmm. So as we continue this on, what are, what are some other things that kind of speak with you? Well, well, you know, we go right into this section. It's uh, verse 14 through the rest of the chapter. And it's all uh, faith without works is dead, and I, I really think this is uh, this is the part that that Luther did not uh, enjoy about James. Um, but he starts out verse fourteen: What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but you do not have works? Um, it's all about putting that faith in practice. Um, we can have faith, and that's great; that's part of it. But we got to do something with it. Um, we we've got to love people. That's loving God is is huge and loving people loving your neighbor that's that's the other part we've got to do those things and I make the argument a lot in my sermons and just talking with people that if we're loving God we're loving people and if we're loving people we're loving God um those go hand in hand they they I don't think you can separate those out um they're they're together 
Um, and he says, go, go in peace, keep warm and eat your fill. You do not um, have to supply bodily needs, but what, uh, what good is that? So faith by itself, um, if, if it has no works, it's dead. Um, and so if we're not practicing our faith, I guess what does it matter? You know, it's, it's kind of where he's at there. Oh, we've got to put this to work. And I, I think I think James would make the argument that if we have faith, we are, can't help but put it to work. Right, and I, and I, I think that um, I think that that's the deal. Is that so far too often uh, we minimize work as physical hard labor, whereas it's as simple as um, small minuscule things that can lead to big things. You know, like. Um, folding the bulletins or um, those little things like, you know, going next door to your neighbor and saying, hello, how are you doing? Um, you know, those little things I think lead up to the bigger things of faith. And um, we all don't need like huge faith stories. If we lived out our life, mm-hmm. one little faith thing at a time, um, those add up in the end. And, um, yeah. and sometimes we just need to, you know, I'm, I'm preaching on those this week and, um, and, and in Moses, you know, we're, we're talking, we're in chapter three, the, the burning bush story. And, and, and sometimes you need a burning bush to kind of mm-hmm. draw you back in and draw you out. Um, but then sometimes you, it, it's faith is a simple, I mean, it is a mustard seed and it, it right. can be done in such a small way. And I think far too often when we think about works, we, we think about like going on a mission trip or, right. you know, doing these right. great big things when really it's, it's about every day striving to do the, the, the little things right because it's mm-hmm. those little things that lead to big things. Right. It, and I think that's something I would stress too, uh, is it's the little stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The big things are good, you know, answering the calls, whatever it is, but folding the bulletins is huge. I, I think about when I do funerals for folks um, and I hear those little stories of, man, they, they, so-and-so faithfully served their church. They came in and they folded bulletins for the, you know, every Thursday for the last 20 years. You know, they, they came in and answered the phone. They visited uh, people in the hospital or in their homes. Um, they, they faithfully woke up and they prayed every morning. Um, it's those things that are huge. It's those daily practices. Um, I think that are so much more life-giving than the once a year, once a lifetime, or or even the even the answer to the call to 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 do it as a career. Um, that's a big faith step, but it's it's the little ones that get you there to be able to answer that call. They're huge. Well, and that's why, like, if you look at the end of eighteen, he says, "Instead, I'll show you my faith by putting it into practice in faithful action." You know. Right. Uh, he, he, the author uh, doesn't hold back in a sense of, um, okay, so here's here's how you do it. <laughs> um, you know, here's right. here's the here's the three points, or here are the three things that you need to do. Um, it's it's as simple as just putting it into practice mm-hmm. uh, in faithful action, and and we can speculate or we can think about what that all may mean, but I think it really boils down to to, to that basic. You know, how are you living out your faith? And and I think that's one of the greatest questions because that's not a cookie cutter question. That 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 works for everybody. Um, and and it doesn't have to look the same. There's no there's no clear cut answer on what that faith and work looks like. And I think that's a great thing. Uh, that's the way it should be. 
so Zach, as we as we bring this chapter to kind of to a close, because I mean we can we could keep going back over back and forth oh, that, throughout this whole chapter. But as we bring this to a close, um, we want I want to encourage our readers this week to think about what are some small things you can do in your faith journey to to, to strengthen it, but then also realize that um, that it's really those small things that matter. And I want you to think about those small things, and then you know just feel free to to have conversation with us uh, through Facebook or uh, through our website. Um, to connect with us or to connect with our you know, listeners. And um, we're so thankful for our listeners. And we want to encourage you to go on our website um, at beardedtheologians.com and check out all the stuff we have on there. We have a great, like, whole bunch of blogs, almost 60, over, over close. I think we're getting close to 70 uh, beard casts. Uh, yeah. And um, they're all great, even the first ones, even though we encourage you to listen to, like, the current ones and then go back and say, oh, my God, they've gotten better. Or oh my God, they've gotten worse. Um, <laughs> um, but we, Zach and I, really enjoy doing this, and um, we're thankful for you and uh, continue the conversation. And so, for the Beard of Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening and we hope that you share our content online uh, through Facebook and social media. And we hope that you check out our uh, Beardcast store at beardedtheologians.com and pick up some great Bearded Theologians gear. We hope you have a good day.